0: On this episode of the Entrepreneurial
1: You, your business absolutely needs to have a mission that's larger than you. People who start businesses just because they want to make money are going to find very quickly that they just have a job. When you own a business that serves a purpose that you are passionate about and that is deeper and bigger than you, that is the mission that's going to help you Get through those times when fear has that grip around your ankle and is holding you back.
0: Hi, I'm hanika watkins portal your inspirational leader and host of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Jamaica Stock Exchange. And now let's go to today's episode. On episode 85 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast is someone whose unique background in experiential education combined with her corporate leadership training inspires her practical, hands-on approach to getting real results for her clients. Her ultimate mission is to show other women that it's possible to build a profitable, sustainable business without joining in debt, forfeiting family time, or working in their sleep. She's also the creator of Productive, an all-in-one business tool designed to take your days from busy to productive. I'm super happy to welcome Sheila Cummings to the Entrepreneurial You Podcast. Welcome, Sheila. Well, thank you for having me. Do you know any Jamaican personality and who would that be if you know any?
1: I do. Her name is Sharon Smith-Stewart and she's here in Toronto and she runs an amazing organization for young women.
0: Is there anything else you know about Jamaican culture, for example, or uh, music, dance, anything?
1: Well, I visited a couple times and have loved every second of my time in your country.
0: I love when we have visitors and they have good to say, right? It's a beautiful country. It's a beautiful
1: country, beautiful people.
0: We're going to be going into and talking about strategies, Sheila, to grow your business without sacrificing the things that are important. So our peak performers who are listening in, they need to know how to grow their businesses instead, you know, and not compromising in terms of family time, um, not as we say in the bio, working their sleeves, uh, in their sleep, etc. But before we go into that, I want to get a sense of who... Sheila is, Um, besides what I did uh, in the intro, I'd love to know a little bit about you and how you transitioned into what you're doing now.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I call myself a recovering school teacher. (laughs) (laughs) I was a classroom teacher for 13 years and stepped out of the classroom after I had my kids because I felt like they were getting the worst of me. My own children were getting the worst of me first thing in the morning and then last thing at the end of the day. And all these other kids were getting the best of me throughout the day. So that was one motivation. But I also had been looking to get out of teaching for a while. And one of the things, one of, I call it my secret sauce or my my genius is being able to take content and make it attainable for any audience. And that has proven to my benefit through teaching and even now through the business training and coaching that I do. And so after I left teaching, I I started working for a corporate training company and I started designing and developing courses for them, which was brilliant because I got to read every single theory book there was and then turn it into a how-to course. At the same time, I was building an online parenting blog and monetizing that. I was running a tutoring company so that I didn't have to work full-time, but I still had some money coming in. And working for the corporate training company, I it, it allowed me to experience most of the different facets that are needed in building a business from marketing to creating a brand voice to hiring and firing and promoting and marketing and sales. I got to actually test all the theory that I had been writing uh, courses about. And I was emceeing a women's conference one day. At the end of the day, Uh, two of the women came up to me separately and said, Sheila, we want to hire you. And I thought, oh, that's cool. For what? And I thought, you know, do you want me to come in and do some training for your organization? They said, no, I want you to help me in my business. And I thought, well, who am I to do that? And so I took them on as clients and, and we had a deal that I just would be allowed to experiment and try and share what I knew. And they would sort of be my test clients. There was no money that has exchanged hands. And here we are 12 years later, they're still with
0: me. Well, that's an amazing story. So let me ask you, uh, did you take anything from teaching? And if you did take anything from teaching into entrepreneurship, what was that?
1: Well, I think there's a couple of things. One is what I do, which is a lot of what I do is training and teaching and you know, taking business knowledge and theory and turning it into content that will be useful and easy to implement. So that whole instructional design piece is one element that is really the backbone of my company. The other thing is With teaching, it's one of those jobs where your work is never done and you have to teach yourself at the end of the day to just turn off the lights in your classroom and know that you've done as much as you can for that day. And I think the same applies in an entrepreneurial setting. Your work is never done. There is always one more thing to do. And one of the things that I teach people how to do is, how do I prioritize what actions I need to take throughout my day and how do I know when I've done enough and I can turn off the lights and step away and have a life?
0: So that transition for you, leaving teaching into what you're doing now, you're, you're having clients and you're reaping benefits from, you know, for them and making sure that they don't have to work in their sleep. I love that. Uh, How was that transition for you in terms of a mindset?
1: What a great question. Thank you. You know, the mindset is the backbone of everything that we do. I think it's Tony Robbins who who says that 80% of our success lies within us between our two ears. It's our brain, it's our mind. And 20 percent of our success lies in our structures and our systems. And yet we spend 80 percent of our time on our structures and systems and less than 20 percent of our time on our mindset. And I think there are so many entrepreneurs who I meet or who come into my programs who are so afraid. And fear pokes its head out in so many different ways. It could be. And what's interesting is the amount of people who are afraid that they're going to succeed because for them success, what they associate with success can sometimes have negative connotations. For example, they may say that, oh, well, my, you know, my uncle was a very successful businessman, but he worked all the time and his marriage fell apart. And so there's possibly the connection to, well, then if I'm successful, then I'm going to have to work all the time and my marriage is going to fall apart creating a vision of what success looks like on our own terms with our own boundaries and our own criteria is critical. So fear of success, I notice, comes up a lot. But then there's also... You know, all the, well, who am I to be doing this work? Nobody's going to pay me for what it is that I do and the whole imposter syndrome, which I think grabs a hold of our ankles, all of us at various times throughout our growth journey. And the difference between someone who's going to be successful is what we choose to do when we have that fear gripped around our ankle that's holding us back because we either can choose to buy into that fear and shift back to a place that's more comfortable or we can choose to acknowledge the fear walk with it and move forward anyway by doing what i call a power that you want to be because busy is just going to make you feel better because you're being busy therefore you must be successful whereas When you are making these power moves, you are actually getting to where it is that you want to be. You're seeing progress. And you know what? It is uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable discomfort. When you were operating in a
0: capacity as a teacher, did you have these awakened beliefs as you as as you do know?
1: Oh no, not at all. <laughs> I spent years studying me and deconstructing myself and self-improvement and understanding the psyche. No, no, no. I would have called it different. I would have called it something different. You know, when I was in the classroom, you see kids struggling with something. And I remember spending hours talking about that it's okay to struggle. It's okay if everything isn't easy, but come on, let's just take that one step. What's that one thing we can do? But no, it never was a part of my day-to-day active conscious thinking, but it absolutely is now.
0: You're really catering to, to women. Women more than men, it would appear, suffer the imposter syndrome. And not just the imposter syndrome, But there are so many other challenges that women face that would prevent them from just going out into that deep end and being their best selves because of some inhibitions and so on. So just take us through some of those fears and inhibitions and challenges
1: that women face. The female role model, a traditional female role model has always been one of a caregiver. It used to be that the males in the house would go out and hunt for their food and the females would stay home and as a community take care of their children and everybody else's children. We have a a disposition to being that caregiver and taking care of everybody else and prioritizing ourselves last. And I think that there is a way to be a caregiver to others and still prioritize ourselves so that we're being taken care of. And so the inhibitions come from tons of different places, starting with even time. One of the things I coach my women to do is have absolutely set office hours, some being client facing and some being behind the scenes to work on their business. And I call them power days. And those power days are non-negotiable. You are not available to go for coffee or help someone at school or make cupcakes for the for some party. You're dedicated to working on your business and then having other time where you are able to care for others. So I see that happening you know, under the time realm, but even under pricing, Henneke, I watch it under pricing all the time where Mm. women, I see women undercut their price for so many reasons. I'm not good enough. Nobody's going to pay me to do this. And there are very few men who I have worked with who I've had to encourage to increase their rates. But I would say that 90% of the women who start with me are charging under market value for fear that nobody's going to hire them or that they're not good enough. Because I think as women, we tend to be just. And by that, I mean, we're just entrepreneurs. We are just mothers. We are just women. But our just is massive because we are doing and we're doing so much and wearing so many hats all at the same time but we discount it because it's just what we do.
0: Interesting. You know, I was having a conversation with a gentleman who heads the Jamaica, or he's one of the head uh, persons at the Jamaica Chamber of Commerce, and we're having a conversation. It was centered around women events in Jamaica, for example, doesn't seem to get the support, not even from women leaders and companies that are are women run. And he was even going for us to say, many times he sits at the table and he is a little more vociferous than women would be when it comes on to women issues. Like it is it's that fear. I don't know what it is. It's that fear maybe not wanting to play in the old boys' club or not thinking that they're good enough, no, the imposter syndrome or just thinking that, oh, I am just, yeah, as you mentioned, Sheila. So there are so many things, and I'm glad that you are targeting uh, particularly women in what it is that you're doing. I mean, this podcast is not just women. We have we have men and women listening, but it's important because sometimes we, we forget who we are and the power
1: that lie within us. But, you know, what's interesting is I think there's been a real stereotype that when you think about a woman who is, a real leader in business or is a real, you know, has huge leadership traits and runs big teams. We tend to classify her as, you know, a ball breaker or she's a bitch or she's this. And there there are very masculine traits that we attach to women leaders. But the reality is female leadership is highly, highly effective. And women are building and, and growing companies, infusing trillions of dollars into our local economies. And they're not doing it by being this male leader. They're doing it just through the female feminine leadership traits. And it's hugely effective, Hannah. can we just need more women to step into that and to own that we can be powerful, we can have impact, and we can be feminine at the same time.
0: Interesting point at which we can take a break and we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, Sheila, we're going to be looking at First of all, your unique selling proposition, you know, what what made you stand out with your clients? And then we're going to ask for some tips into growing a profitable business without sacrificing those things that are important to us. Now, also, we will look at uh, viewers or an audience question rather. And this one comes from Facebook again. And I seem to get a lot of my audience questions coming over from Facebook for my guests. So I'm going to take a break right here and, and be right back. This review comes from Mr. Haney out of the USA. And she says, I love the content and the diversity of guests, backgrounds, and career paths. I love how Henica embraces and celebrates Jamaican culture while being inclusive. I highly recommend this podcast for anyone interested in becoming an entrepreneur, in addition to established entrepreneurs. So thank you so much, Mr. Haney out of the USA. And remember, You too could have your review read right here live on the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Just leave me a a rate and review in iTunes. I love that. I appreciate every single one of you who have already rated and reviewed the podcast. Thank you so much. So you want to start your podcast, but you don't know where to host it. Go to HennekaWatkesports.com and claim your one month free of podcast hosting on Blueberry. Or if you already have your host but aren't getting statistics on your podcast, you can claim one-month free stats from Blueberry at HennekaWadkissporter.com. That's HennekaWadkissporter.com. Go right now and claim your one-month free statistics. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing, or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange.
1: Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange.
0: Do you have a product or service to put out to the world, but you don't know where to begin? Do you have an idea for a blog, but think that having a website is just way too expensive? Do you want to start a website but don't know where to begin? If you answered yes to any of these questions, visit HennekaWatkesPorter.com and sign up to HostGator Web Hosting. For as little as $2.75 per month, you can have the perfect option for your small site or blog. You'll have user-friendly building tools and unlimited domains. Go to HennekaWatkesPorter.com and sign up now for your perfect website. Welcome back. And my guest today is Sheila Cummings. And Sheila has so much experience, you know, in experiential education. She's been combining her corporate leadership training to inspire practical, hands-on approach as she gets real results for her clients. Her ultimate mission really is to show the women that it's possible to build a profitable, sustainable business without joining in debt and forfeiting family time or even working in your sleep. So I've been having a great conversation with her and thus far we we went off a little but that's okay because it's very important as we talk about women issues and and some of the, the challenges and some of the inhibitions and fear and imposter syndrome that would prevent women from advancing into having profitable businesses so thank you so much Sheila and welcome back thank you we're going to move into what really is your unique selling proposition why should prospective clients come your way
1: That's a great question. I have always just done my thing. One thing that I get told all the time is, oh my gosh, Sheila, you're just the same as if you're online or if you're in person or you're leading a group, you're just you. All I know how to do is me and all I know how to do is to share good content and to help in a way that has impact. Why do people choose me? I'm so fortunate. I run a full coaching practice. I have a wait list. It's one person in, one person out. And it's because I just do me and I don't promise things that I can't deliver. And I get to work with people who I know are going to have an outcome. They're going to get results.
0: How can women who... Perhaps they're just starting businesses or people former community members that are just going into business, whatever feel it is. Some of the tips that you can give us to grow a business profitably.
1: I'm going to give you the three M's. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. We'll call it the three M's. Step number one, your business absolutely needs to have a mission that's larger than you. People who start businesses just because they want to make money are going to find very quickly that they just have a job. When you own a business that serves a purpose that you are passionate about and that is deeper and bigger than you, that is the mission that's going to help you get through those times when fear has that grip around your ankle and is holding you back. The mission has to be stronger than just making money. Taking the time to understand what that mission is will be a game changer for you in the long run and help create this business so that it is more fulfilling for you. That's my step number one, my first M. The second M, Henneke, is all about money. Now, money is not the be all end all in your business. However, it is a barometer of how well you're doing. And I think we so often just focus on what our revenue is at, that we don't take the time to look at what our expenses are and the cost of doing business. And we don't look at the profit margin. And there are too many women that are building and growing before they're ready because they have not secured a strong profit margin in their business yet. And then they keep adding and adding and adding and they find that their profits are actually going down. They've never made more money. And yet they've never had less money in the bank. Growth is absolutely going to cost money. We have to know the financials within our business inside and out on a daily basis. How much revenue is going in? what our expenses are coming out, and how much is left over at the end of the day. I work with quite a few seven-figure women who are running big, big companies, and I interview them for my podcast, and I'd hope you'd come back and listen and be a a guest on mine, Hennika. Definitely. The Road to to (laughs) Seven with Sheila Cummins. The number one thing that they said was critical to their growth was leaving as much money in their company as possible and only paying themselves what they needed. Listen carefully, though. It's not not paying themselves. It's paying themselves what they needed. So they didn't go out and get a flashy car as soon as they could afford it and a big house and fancy clothes. They got a car and a house and clothes and kept as much money in their business as possible because growth is expensive. It costs cash in order to grow. And so watching that money and knowing your profit and loss and seeing the profit margin at the end of each and every month and knowing what the profit margin is on each and every item that you sell, the, co- the cost of everything, it's all down to dollars and cents. So watching and understanding the money side of your business is my second M. And the third M, which is going to help with the money, is the marketing. And I think marketing has such a massive umbrella and means so many different things. But if we boil it down to the bare bones basic, marketing is simply creating visibility for you in front of the people who need you the most and then building credibility and letting those people, showing those people that they can trust you so that when they invest with you, it'll be an easy buying decision. Marketing comes in so many different ways, shape or form. And I don't believe that one marketing style is good for everyone. Some people market better online. Some people market better in person. I have personally grown my entire business about 95.7% if we want to talk numbers. 95.7% of my company, my clients have come through speaking engagements. So I know that my marketing, the priority is speaking. And I need to be on a stage once or twice a month if I'm going to hit the numbers that I want to hit. So marketing, marketing is sort of the third M and marketing, of course, will lead to sales. But if we're not going to have sales, if we haven't built visibility and credibility in front of those who need us the most.
0: The three M's there you have it. Mission, money, marketing, that's tips. Yeah. Tips to grow a profitable business, you know, and I'm sure you can, we could break those down into several different areas, but those are nice general areas that give us a focus. And speaking of focus, the Facebook question, my audience question comes from Joan Richards and she is on Facebook. And her question is, what are your strategies for prioritizing? How do you decide what to do first, next, etc., without getting overwhelmed?
1: I love it. So I have a productivity planner, which um, I've created. It's You're able to pre-order it right now. It's at SheilaCummins.com slash productive. And it takes you through the Power Moves time management system. And just to give you a brief overview of what it looks like, We start at the 10-year vision, the big vision of what you're creating. And then we drill that down to what has to happen in the next five years in order for you to get to the 10-year. Then we drill it down further and get to the one year. That's sort of the big thinking stuff. But then what we do, Hannah, is we divide it into the next 90 days. 90 days is enough time that you can see the results of your actions to see if it's working and you're getting closer to your goal. And if it's not working, it's enough time to see that it's not working to allow you to change your course. And so through the 90 days, figuring where we want to be in the next year, we drill it down to what has to happen in the next 90 days for me to get there. And between you, me, and the internet, there's usually two places that are for sure the top priority when it comes to a business owner. Number one, you can probably guess what it is, but it's revenue. And so then we think, okay, in the next 90 days, What is going to be the most important sources of revenue and what do I need to do in order to secure that revenue? And so then we look at it through the monthly lens. Well, if in the next 90 days, um, month number one, I'm going to focus on selling this coaching program, Uh, month number two will be the launch of an online course. Month number three will be intake into the private program again. Then we reverse engineer it and we go backwards. Well, what has to happen for me to get in front of the people who are going to want to be filling these programs? And then once we know what our priority is for the month, then we figure out through the month how many days do we have available to work? What are our power days? And what actions do we need to do on those days? in order to get us to our end goal. So the first priority I tend to hear is revenue. The second one is anchored in lead generation. We all want more people in our communities so that we are bringing more people into, I call our web of magic so we can help more people and serve more people and share content with more people. And so if lead generation is a a priority for the next 90 days, what is your tactic going to be maybe you're going to put out a new opt-in maybe you're going to have a new webinar maybe you're going to release some great podcasts then we reverse engineer it again well what has to happen this week in order for me to get my lead generation out so that i'm hitting the numbers in my community that i need
0: joan you here? i mean it's a mouthful and i'm sure that was quite helpful Thank you so much, Sheila. Before we really close, I'm going to ask you to uh, share with us your giveaway that I know you mentioned earlier, bef- well, that's before we came on live, that you have a giveaway for our audience member. And it comes in the form of a quiz. So just go right ahead and tell us how to claim that.
1: Absolutely. If you go visit SheilaCummins.com slash quiz, there is a chance for you to figure out what type of entrepreneur you are. And what it's going to do is help you identify where you are along the entrepreneurial journey so that you can get clear on what to focus on next. And uh, SheilaCummins.com slash quiz. It's a very straightforward quiz and then your results will be shared via email. I'd love to be able to welcome you into my community and for you to figure out what your next best move is so that you're making those power moves each and every week.
0: Awesome. And you have been an awesome guest, uh, Sheila, Sheila Cummings, and she has background um, knowledge, experience in experiential education. And she's combined that with her corporate learning training to inspire practical hands-on approach to get real results for her client. It has been an amazing time we've had, Sheila. Thank you so well, thank much. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: And I really wish you all the best in your onward journey. Likewise. So my peak performance, as you know, it does take hours of work to produce one 30-minute episode of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. And I really love it. I enjoy it immensely. But you've been listening for a while and you've been thinking to yourself, if only there was a way to make a contribution to this amazing work. Well, now there is. For as little as $2 per month, you can be a part of this movement. You can contribute because you're already a part. You can contribute to this movement. It will really go far away. As we say in Jamaica, every mickle, a muckle. So simply go to... Patreon.com forward slash t e y to find out how. That's P A T R E O dot com forward slash t e y to learn how you can make a contribution directly to this movement. And of course, there's several perks right there awaiting you. So go right ahead and sign up, make a commitment to this great movement now. If you're looking for some great resources, some excellent resources to peak your performance, visit the resources page on henikawadkesporter.com to gain access. Of course, all the products and services that are listed are ones that I actually use and I can recommend. They have been helping me immensely in my quest to level up. And I know that they will help you too. We have come to the end of another great episode of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Remember to subscribe in Apple Podcast and download all the episodes that you would have missed if you have not already subscribed and downloaded the episodes and play them to the end as well because good stuff is always at the end too. So do that as well as go and leave a rate and review right now. I'd appreciate that. It helps a lot because I put a lot of effort into creating this free content, and it does help when I know that it is of significant value to you. So, show your love by going to Apple Podcasts and just leave a rate and review. And when you leave that review, do send me an email at HennekaWatkesPortal at gmail.com because I'd love to be able to read them in an upcoming episode. And if I'm not notified, I won't know it's there because unless you go into all the different stores in Apple, there is no way that I can actually know that a review was left or a current review was left. So it's important that when you leave your review, you send me an email, let me know about it so I can go look for it and read it live on an episode of the Entrepreneurial You Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Henika Watkins-Porto. Remember, you were born to win. But to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. What good?